So I'd like to reflect upon, talk about uh, the power of love in Buddha Dhamma as uh, one of the doors to the deathless, four of the eleven doors to the deathless, <laughs> uh, which um, includes the jhana and uh, some of the formless realms, and also these four. Uh, called divine abidings or measureless states kindness compassion grateful appreciative appreciation glad celebratory celebrating the good and, uh, equanimity serenity allowing things to be um, without being indifferent being sensitive but you know, allowing what's felt to be felt uh, without uh, snagging on it, positive or negative. It's a pretty spacious state, requires a good amount of faith and uh, experience to arrive at equanimity. <laughs> Pali these metta karuna mudita peka called doors to the deathless. Mm. This means they're not actually the deathless, but they are purifications of the citta, the heart emanations, which if uh, insightfully penetrated, lead to the unconditioned. Mm. Insight always reveals the, the, non the absence of person in this yeah, and these are just heart emanations. And we consider also that this is almost the beginning of the path, practice, right view, recognizing the uh, power of good and the power of evil and aligning one's intentions in terms of that which gives bright results um, away from those which give dark results and after we're a bit muddled as to which is which we're not that clear so one of the imperatives of comes with right view is to get clear because often the mind is a bit fuzzy foggy and flooded as i've mentioned before and flooding with data with programming with um, media bias with all these sorts of stuff um, means your mind is not your own it's driven along by forces uh, though it's not your own it's driven along but you still get the rap as it were you still get the the, uh, the uh, unfortunate results so it's whether from your own volition or the volition of others one can arrive at unskillful um, results good to get clear easy lot of delusion around delusion of materialism delusion of sensuality that sense sensuality is going to get us to a happy completed place which it's not it doesn't mean it's any wrong it's just that doesn't go that far and so you know what's called right intention samasankapa or right resolve or right approach 
is you begin your approach from a mind that, first of all, a renunciation, there's that ability to disengage from sensory pull, and the ability to cultivate um, harmlessness, non-violence, the opposite of that, which is a cherishing, um, loving, nourishing quality called metta, and also the ability to uh, be sensitive, to not dismiss, be cruel, insensitive to others. Uh, so the opposite of that is a tenderness called compassion, you know, whereby we are concerned about the pain of others and we're also concerned about, you know, pain we cause ourselves. Mm, you know, brutal to ourselves or abusing ourselves or you know mortifying ourselves which was certainly the, one of the patterns of spiritual practice at the time of the Buddha mm, so goodwill metta is that which nourishes and fortifies the heart mm, it's an intention attitude mm, of self-respect, of um, value, and of that, then any actions of speech, of mind, of body that represent that. So, some with the mind of of goodwill does not um, torment themselves, does not criticize themselves, does not. Um, you know, put themselves down, does not see themselves as lesser or unimportant, does not dis dismiss themselves, does not um, put the quality of, of well-being outside their reach, doesn't talk about deserving things, don't deserve or not deserve, you know, you know to, to, to have warmth. It's not, a, not something you have to have a transaction around it's a sort of natural uh, quality, a natural resonance of the heart. Not based upon one's performance or behaviour, but just based upon the fact this is what you're in a chitta, this is what keeps it alive. If you don't have good will towards yourself, how you can have it towards others? You don't know what it is. And it's not um, attraction or attachment or... Uh, erotic, it's, uh, you could say it's respect, mm. very simple term, respect, it's, uh, it's somewhat cooler, uh, it's generous, it's giving, it's, uh, you know, how can I, how can I help, you know, um, but it's not insisting, I'm not going to take over and tell you what to do, you know, so this metta quality, and we practice that towards others, we practice it towards our own, our own heart, and mind and body, right? you know, what's within my range. You know, training yourself, what's within your range, what's in your capacities, you know, with a kindly attitude. Um, so when we make mistakes, there isn't that punishment, there's a recognition, okay, that's that's that, so that's where it goes wrong. Mm. Yeah, I go good. Learn from it. Mm -hmm. There's a mind of goodwill.
due to the kind of actions and intentions and behaviours that come from that. And uh, so when we, <laughs> and compassion, uh, it means uh, sentiency counts. Nothing is to be just, you know, dismissed in an insensitive way. Uh, suffering, stress is to something that we, we uh, are interested in, you know, not uh, being willing to listen to that and attend to that. Example of this, of course, is when we see the various healing professions and healings, people with skills in healing, that's it's compassion, we recognize that. And also compassion towards ourselves, when we're in this kind of distraught, confused, not very pleasant state, you know, a little bit feisty and fed up and moody and snappy, you know, just, okay, looks like this one needs a bit of something, what does it need? <laughs> you know, and so that's that's the compassion question. What does this need rather than why don't you behave? <laughs> yeah. And it's to get these intentions right because they're, 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 these intentions are not necessarily the intentions that you've been inherited <laughs> in, in a, a social world isn't necessarily that always that compassionate or kindly. It's get it together, behave yourself, or you get punished or left behind. Mm -hmm. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. So this absence of heart in the social domain, mm -hmm. uh, I don't say it's completely absent, but certainly there can be some pretty, um, <laughs> you know, unloving, unwelcoming uh, territories, particularly, of course, in the workplace. And uh, workplace becomes such an important aspect of how we live and what we're about uh, most of our day in our training and education to be adequate for that and then there's not really much room for mistakes yeah. um, or having a bad day so then these intentions are called the business model these intentions can be so established that they take over and then they become the default mode with which our, our, our attitudes uh, towards ourselves uh, operate. Mm. Mm. And then you get this experience which people mention, the inner critic, the inner tyrant, can't congratulate you on anything, can't express mudita, gladness, appreciative acknowledgement, can't do it, yeah. can't express compassion, yeah. can't be equanimous, it's, 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 can't do it. Yeah. And so when you have this experience, then the inner tyrant can't do it, can't bring these qualities in, so you have to. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have to look at that, that, that those, or sense that, that pressure, that intentionality, that nagging voice and turn with a mind of you know, of goodwill, compassion. Just, you know, so don't be frightened of it. And don't be under the thrall, don't be under its control. 
And we notice uh, results of intention, so the inner tyrant, the inner critic, the pressurized intentions, the results of that are actions, and the results of those actions, and the results of these attitudes are we experience the self as being something. You know, so the inner tyrant makes me an inadequate, fumbling idiot. <laughs> or, you know, Stupid, guilty, you know, fake, the uh, inner tyrant, you can't, incapable. So, so you become that which the tyrant tells you you are, your intention. The intention establishes how you experience yourself. There's a kind of persona is born. And you know, dear. So then you run faster to get away from it, run, work harder, so you can, you know, avoid that. And of course you don't, because when you're in an agitated state, you don't do so well, you make some more mistakes, or you seem to be bossy or forceful, or you're too speedy. People say, God, you're such a speedy control freak, you know. And then, yes, you try, I'm a speedy control freak. I should be more relaxed and happy. So you get some more criticism. You're not relaxed and happy enough. You get relaxed and happy, you're not serious enough. <laughs> get serious. <laughs> you're too straight. <laughs> you're not serious. You can never win with this attitude. It doesn't matter what you do. This thing comes around. It's called arati in, in Buddhism. Arati, voice of negativity. So it's got a long pedigree in a, and it, it's a long lineage. It's one of the, what are called the daughters of Mara. And it's uh, certainly the queen of the world. <laughs> yeah. And so we've then become the subject of that. You know, and operate on those lines. Now, if we cultivate the other kinds of intentions, then what arises is we, we become the persona that's derived from that. It's kind of lighter and happier and uh, unhurried, spacious. Okay, we'll work with flexible, we'll work with this, doesn't have, doesn't have to be right, doesn't have to be perfect, it's a learning thing, we'll see how it goes. And so there's a sense of life is creative, it's a playful experience. And so then we substitute work for play, and play is not for kids. I mean, kids do play, they're good at it, but um, we sort of lose the knack. Where really should we keep playing all our lives? <laughs> it means that you know, the play mind is that which is associated with the validity and the vitality and the ingenuity in the present moment. You know, where we are, with a sense of it could go anyway. Let's see. And you know, we're not looking for success. We're not frightened of failure. We're gonna just because there's a creative joy in it. And children are often doing it to find out how their bodies work, how to be with each other. They're, they're playing it, how to, how to be with each other, how to run around, chase each other, frighten each other, have games. They're learning about relationship, and learning about their bodies, learning about their minds. And as adults, we think, oh, I've learned it all. No, no, you've got more learning to do. Yeah. It's called meditation. <laughs> you know, so you play meditation, which is... Hmm. Where does this come from? How does that work? And how is it in the body? And 
is that? Is that that? You know, you sort of work around. And so the, 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 so it gives the mind a great deal of, of freedom and, uh, and trust. Just, okay, you know, you're not going to get it exactly right, but you can't operate if you don't, you know, if you don't have that free license. Now you've got certain boundaries, you know, precepts and so forth. Yeah, and then you, you want that. So, yeah. intention. So this kind of intention takes you out of the worldly dhammas, out of the flow of the world, mm. or at least out of part of it. A major section where one gets, you know, criticised and feels mistrustful because you're frightened of the ill will and hostility of others if you make a mistake. You know, oh, I'm terribly sorry, I turned up three minutes late. It's just okay, it's okay. You know, push the wrong button on the Zoom room, doesn't matter, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, I can live with it, it's fine. <laughs> Wasn't totally perfectly respectful and polite. It's, it's all right, just, just, it's just, you know, it's no big issue here. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot more freedom in it, and so then the 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 person that arises in that is a little more light, agile, and it's it's suddenly there's some creative um, potential because we're not sort of rigidly trapped in fear. Now, playing meditation is not just a silly. It's an inquiry, it's an ongoing, how's this, and feeling it. Mm. Mm. So you begin to, the other work paradigm is you always got the spreadsheet, or the, um, you know, the graph, this is, the, we're going up, we've got to get to this stage by end of the year. <laughs> got to go through so many clients or patients or something by the end of the year and you've got to work so many hours and blah, 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 trajectories and this is no 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 you want to get out of that. You're not going well this year we're gonna make a stream entry and then see if we can head for anagami, you know, that's that way and looks like it take could take two years, could take three years to get anagami and then, you know and people would even think like that. And how many of these do you how many of these ones you need before you can get to be one of those? So this is pretty worldly, really. And just the person born in that is a bit obsessive. uh, mm. Now, the mind of of goodwill, that's the atmosphere of practice to oneself and others. There's no need, then, to make judgments. Because there isn't some kind of race that we're in or some sort of class that we're in, you know, to find out who's got the best grades. Even to yourself. It's nagging feeling of, I really got this right, I'm just going to waste my life. Could be... Uh, maybe I should try something else because I'm not really very good at this. It's doubt, mm. hindrance. You start to get 
lose, lose your balance, lose your poise. Doubt is the main weapon of Mara. And what it does, it, it identifies you with the conditions that you're working with. So instead of working with, you know, disappointment, irritation, sadness and physical discomfort, you know, you tend to become them. You're a, you're a bit of a wreck, really. <laughs> so a wreck like you isn't going to be able to make it. And so often, you know, we have these models where in Somalia they're all kind of really straight and nice and clean and, you know, the Buddha's always immaculately dressed and shining, radiant. And, you know, you think, geez, then you, you sort of like got a rotten knee, doesn't work very well. And then you've got a digestive complaint and you don't feel so good. You, oh, you're trying to put it together. <laughs> You don't have the energy to, to look like one of these classical models. And we think, sorry, sorry, failure, sorry, you can't make it. Never mind. <laughs> but, you know, when you look at human life, uh, it means you're never going to be sick, uh, never going to have discomfort, never going to have your energies going strange. Of course you are. That's practice. Well, it can be practice. Practice of metta. Karuna, non, non, non uh, aversion, and even more non-identification. So these things help to teach you. You know, if you're having a good time, you start thinking, "Yeah, pretty, you know, it's getting along pretty well. We've got this, that, and the other." And then and a little bit of clinging to it. I'm one of these now. I'm sure they've got my, my samadhi together. Uh, they don't, but I do. <laughs> and then, you know, and then of course, if when the good stuff runs out, you know, and then you've lost. So success, failure. So just be careful of who gets created in these things. Mm -hmm. And increasingly, as you focus much more on not on the person that gets created, but just purely on the intention and the practice. Mm. Purely on the intention and the practice, and certainly the results, the feeling, or the, how the chitta can discern what's going on and not get stuck in it, which is the main thing. How the chitta is calmed, how it's steadied, how it sees wisely, how it does not get stuck. And this is, you know, and so the, you know, the, in the Buddhist presentation, you get an incredible presentation of all the amazing um, levels of concentration you can arrive at, and uh, or can be arrived at, and to, to things that you can barely even understand what he's talking about, neither. You know, realm of neither perception or non-perception you know don't know what that is um, but in, interestingly and the Buddha seemed to have presented with this because he should present you know I can do the whole thing you know I've, I've been everywhere I've done the whole thing in terms of the places the chitta can go to but this he says yeah this is good but what you really want to do <laughs> 
is of a different nature. It's 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 uh, it's to 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 drop identification. Uh, you know, to not have clinging. The mind of non-clinging is the deathless. Uh, and what does non-clinging mean? The mind does not form a person. So when we cultivate metta, it forms a happy person or a balanced person, and then we see, actually, it's not a balanced person, it's just a balanced intention and a balanced chitta, like that. Yeah. And it it's, has a range. Its range is, it's in the atmosphere is quite sweet. Uh, that's that. And so the Buddha talked about this uh, someone of a person of integrity, Sapurisa. And so this person of integrity experiences, you know, virtues and does not say, I am virtuous, they are more virtuous than they are. Uh, experiences jhana, doesn't say, I've got jhana, they don't, or I'm such a good person, I've got jhana, doesn't even think like that. They have what's called, they realize all things are tamayata, they abide in a tamayata. A tamayata is, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a slippery phrase because it really means not, not made of that. Uh, but uh, what it comes down to is whatever I experience, whatever perception arises, whatever intention arises, whatever, uh, that's just that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not that. It's not that. The sense of stepping out of the realm of cause and effect. Stepping out, it's just that's that. That's that. It's, that's that. Mm-hmm. Not making oneself out of that. Um, sometimes translated as non-identification. Yeah. And so, you know, then it means the beauty of this is means one can engage, or there can be engagement mm-hmm. with sense realm, with karma. In fact, there has to be an engagement in order to to work and clean out and um, you know dissolve some of the attachments and tangles but one is engaging from a mind of goodwill and engaging with the reminder to not identify with the tangle uh, or even the results this is the non, non-grasping. What it does, in effect, it checks an even more profound tide flow. We have these, as I mentioned before, we have these various tidal flows. One is, you might say, just the realm of data, stuff coming in, sensory impingement. Renunciation helps to stem that, and meditation helps you to lose your appetite for it because you you don't need very much and you're pretty comfortable where you are. And you see the danger of it. You see the addictive quality. You see the 
luring of it and the kind of squabbles and tangles it can draw you into if you just get set in it so you see that in meditation then there's of course reason why one of the reasons why we don't people don't meditate is because the world of realm of karma that is the inherited psychologies and state of the heart is so kind of distressed and depleted that you don't want to be in it so there's a push out to the sense realm so therefore it's very important to you know be able to <laughs> purify or clarify and this is done through the way we operate in terms of sights and sounds and touches and people and relationships and things so you're still using the sense realm as a base the conditioned realm as a base but you're trying to operate towards that with right intention the intention is the agent of karma this means your practicing can be pretty wide it can be you know walking the dog it can be you know everything it takes that involves intention um, so just to remind you not all this is about meditation meditation is incredibly helpful for finding that sense of a, a steady stable comfortable place but um, we you know it can also mean you don't know how to engage with things you lose that so also to engage but engage with these parami mindset on generosity virtue renunciation uh, discernment patience energy truthfulness um, resolution kindness and equanimity yeah and if that's too that's too big much with a mind of goodwill uh, non and a mind of non um, non-aversion not assuming hostility from others uh, not fearful uh, of the hostility of others uh, focus on your intention not on the perceptions of what other people think you are which is pretty common you know we've learnt to seek stability and well-being and by and belonging through conforming with the opinions and views of other people and, and going along with it this isn't it's a pretty um, uh, naive strategy some people are worth listening to and some people you have to just be tolerant with or economist thoughts <laughs> I say when I shabal on and don't follow foolish people yeah and that's not as if everybody's foolish all the time but sometimes one is a bit foolish sometimes one isn't you know so you can flicker and uh, don't follow my foolish stuff <laughs> yeah so you know they're really looking at values virtues goodwill stabilizing in that and then uh, some people like it some people don't like it but if you're really firm in your intention and and know that then you've got a way through 
to avoid taking on tangles because if you're not living authentically then you get inner tangles if you're not living in accordance with your virtues and values and clarity and so forth then you get these inner tangles of confusion and suppression and trying to be something that you're not and so it's just actually to keep walking your walking your practice in the world around you whether that's your home your monastery your town your job and then you meet praise and you meet blame as phenomena and feel the energies of that the mind of non non grasping non identification non reaction to praise blame because you have the mind is settled centered in its own you know goodwill it, it's not trying to find itself in the currents of the world you've got the heart realm to live in and so and this just keeps reminding you sending you back to that so this kinds of intentions help to purify your intention purifying intention the sapurisa personal integrity arises personal integrity doesn't bother to judge themselves pointless doesn't bother to judge others why bother um, doesn't proliferate about what they could be or should be why bother doing that mm. you know, it's just prolif proliferation uh, and this is one of the main ways we stem the tide of, of um, karmic accumulation and also these called the outflows which is the third level of flooding the primary outflow ignorance is that which is always causing the chitta to tumble into its own energies so it just can't, gets excited it becomes that it gets angry it becomes that it gets you know so it tumbles over into becoming something it seeks to have something to become this is this is avijja doesn't know the unbecome is not in touch with the unbecome the unconditioned so therefore the chitta is always tumbling into energies and feelings and sensations or what's called the five kanda you know perceptions feelings states of consciousness um, mental activations and as it tumbles it throws out some more uh, it's like like a tumbleweed as it tumbles it throws out another line to find stability so if we're feeling a bit unsteady then we come up with some idea or something to get grounded in and it's always tumbling in its own energies forming and this generally what happens is forming opinions forming fixed opinions so we oh that's that and no it's always other than that reality is always other than one's opinions uh, it's a kind of so there's a very light agile quality of non-proliferation 
non-atamayata. You practice this. Over here we're using very simple things, walking, standing, sitting, reclining. And you notice those that, you know, the rolling on of phenomena, and then the, you know, we tend to go into those, um, you know, thoughts, impressions, and try to sort them out, stop them, check them, have a better one. We're getting involved. Is it possible to abide in a place of open non-aversion and let phenomena roll through without adopting them? When we say we accept them, we accept that they arise, we don't adopt them as something that I've got to follow. Accept these arise and then they allow them to pass. And this is the insight practice. So you're you're steadying, calming practice. You can use the, the qualities of goodwill as a reference frame to create certain platform, you could say. And so that's when it's the door to the deathless. And opening the door to the deathless is standing on that platform, letting whatever arises pass through, including eventually even the idea of the person practicing who always seeks some result or another. The person seeking result never finds result. They find the person who seeks a result. <laughs> That's what they find. They're tumbling on, tumbling on, tumbling on. So it's a profound relinquishment that's, uh, that's pointed to, referred to. The power of loving kindness and compassion is it it refutes the criticisms, the sorrows, the regrets, the failures, the mistakes. It, re- it refutes the push of those. Uh, it refutes the push of illness, the pressure of tired body. It refutes, doesn't mean it doesn't, they don't happen, but it does not get crushed by that, doesn't get swamped by that. And this means we've got a very platform for life, which has all these qualities in it. Mistakes, uh, errors, sickness, dissonances, um, just holding it. And particularly, you know, we live in, in uh, most of us live in relationships or communities. I live in a community and sometimes it just goes really strange. And you just have to basically abide and uh, maintain your own practice. People are getting negative or grumpy or disappointed and just, or not following the training rules and you start getting critical and starting to try to shape everybody up and make them behave and so forth. And just, no. just maintain your own practice goodwill and if you can operate from goodwill 
It's always recommended. You want to, you know, instruct someone making mistakes. You shouldn't do so in a place of irritation or ill will, but only with a mind of compassion and love for the other person. If you can't get that, just hold your peace. It's not, it's not ready yet, it's not within your range yet, just wait, hold your peace, work on the irritation and the disappointment and how dare they, and I've told them this five times already and never work on that kind of muttering brr and, and okay, mm, mm, yes, 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 yes. And when are they ever going to get it, when is this ever going to get sorted out, when is everybody going to get this together, when is everybody going to get right, so, you know, when is this all this stuff going to end? Yeah, and the axiom is the only thing that has to end is the wish that it ends. <laughs> Abide with a mind of goodwill. Let let things take their natural course. Don't create a person out of it. Is it just karma? Karmic forces working, playing themselves out. You know, karmic forces playing themselves out. Don't get stuck in that. <laughs>